0: Hello and welcome to episode seventeen of Boo's podcast. I'm your host Ollie, and I'm Sam. And I didn't open my white claw yet. Oh, Are you ready? Yes. Wait, did you open yours? Yes. Oh, lame. <laughs> ha. <laughs> Ooh, that sizzle.
1: To do i probably should but i don't just because it tastes like like diet macros.
0: diet whatever
1: <laughs> like water it feels like i'm hydrating myself which i'm not
0: no <laughs> and it's my first time drinking white claw, so
1: oh no i got it all over your <laughs> paper how did that happen do not give me anything
0: That's it's okay it's okay. oh you might want to move yeah, the stickers, the
1: stickers i can't see it's blocking you. oh my goodness
0: well, we're a mess. I promise
1: we had it all together before recording.
0: We're not remote recording this time, so. No, no,
1: we're back. I've missed Sam too much and had a drive over here. Yes, yes. And I'm spending the New Year's in the area. Yes, so kind I'm of so excited. <laughs> I know, me too. Um, Wait, what are your New Year's plans? Well, oh, we're recording on the last day of
0: 2019. Yes. So. Um, uh, Matt, we're supposed to go to one of his coworkers' house for a quick second and then we're gonna meet up with you so yeah i'm super excited this is the first new year's we've ever done something honestly
1: really yeah this is the first year i'm well i say i'm not which i'm technically am so we got a boathouse slash river i guess a river house um in Seguin. which did you see my post
0: on facebook yes right next to the magnolia yeah so
1: i looked it up and everywhere was booked and it's like two hundred dollars a night, mm-hmm. and they're opening uh, ghost tours in like January, but they're already sold out. Of course, so we're just gonna have to put our pennies together for one of our birthdays or something to yes. spend the
0: night. Maybe fiftieth episode.
1: Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's coming
0: up. Yes, yes, because <laughs> I think hundred we were planning for New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, just it, it should be a fun New Year's. Like normally we don't even stay up till midnight; we're asleep by like ten. So I took a nap about a bunch of red bull <laughs> oh
1: my gosh just in case <laughs> yeah. well we'll have coffee and yeah last new year's i well as i was telling you before we started recording like every new year's i do something mm-hmm. like, i go to a party i throw a party i go out and this first time like i'm not dressing up like i'm chilling out we're gonna make s'mores and oh, yes. just chill around a campfire pretty much And some of our friends are coming over, which this is like the Airbnb was like max five people. They won't know. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, oh, shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to know. It's not like they have cameras. And if they do, that's creepy. That is true. Yeah. Um, Like all those people getting their cameras hacked and having like hackers like talk to them through their cameras. I'm seeing more and more. Yeah. 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 I was like, Ugh, That's stay-. why I won't even let Alexa in my house. Oh, I love Alexa. I have an Alexa and a Google, so <laughs> I can't. <laughs> they
1: got all your data, girl.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> they hear everything.
1: <laughs> oh, you- I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. So, like, like, last New Year's, I threw a party. And it's my mom's birthday for New Year's, so mm-hmm. we're going to have a cake. Like, I like to make her birthday a big deal, even though she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And last year, I was ser- – I seriously thought I- – the day after New Year's Eve, well, New Year's Day, I guess, I thought I was going to quit alcohol for the rest of my life because <laughs> I was so sick. Oh, my God. And I think that, like, really manifested how my the rest of the year is going to be, so I'm trying not to do that anymore. Yeah, this was
0: not a good year for you. It was not, no. It I was,
1: mean, you have a lot of good things. Like, we started this podcast yes. and I met you, so yes. that was one of the highlights, and of you my got married, year. and I did. That happened, yeah. Well, I got publicly married. Yeah, I got fake married. <laughs> I'd been married for two years prior, but a lot of people didn't know that. No, I did, but yeah,
0: yeah. No, there's been some ups and downs, but yeah.
1: yeah. Tell us about your year 2019
0: for you. Oh, That's it was like... it was no. Nah, I don't. I mean, we started the podcast. I saw a bunch of fear. Met a bunch of new people. You know, got a new job so yeah
1: yeah i'm trying to
0: focus on the positives
1: yeah think i think of me being positive
0: <laughs> um what's i gonna say no yeah this has been a very i don't think i've had a bad year in a while like oh, that's good yeah so it kind of just all blends together watch i say that in 2020 is gonna fucking oh, no, suck no, no, no. knock on the <laughs> <not gonna laughs> all the wood
1: yes. but i yeah, know no. it was i think it was the year before or is the year that Gabriel went to Iraq, the year before, like that year. I was like, this is the worst year ever. Mm-hmm. And then twenty yeah, uh, yeah, I think that was twenty eighteen. Then twenty nineteen happened. I'm like, this no, this is the worst year ever. And then I want twenty twenty to be like, okay, okay, that's yeah. that's done. That's over. Whatever. You've hit your bottom, now let's go up. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, it's a good segue to um the candle that I bought that I haven't told you about. Yes, yes. So whenever you buy candles from uh, the Conjured Hoodoo, you should start with a candle called Halo first. So mm-hmm. Halo is supposed to kind of rid uh, your like all the negative energy of your 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 home, your yourself, your spirit, your soul, everything. Yeah. So I bought that first and lit it, and you're supposed to like let it burn all the way through, but. I don't because I'm.
0: You're scared. Of, me, yeah, exactly.
1: So, you have to do it for at least six hours, and I did. And right when I lit it, like I felt really like light, mm-hmm. like kind of like lightheaded. It was weird.
0: Mm-hmm. So I did too, but for another reason, and we'll get to that after. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just like really light and weird. It wasn't like a bad feeling, like I was sick or anything. But it was just really kind of overwhelming, and I just sat there for a while and then it went away, and then the light, like, the flame was really big, and I tried looking at pictures of the candle, um, like, on Instagram, like, the same candle, and all of them were, like, relatively lit, like, they were, um, like, a regular lit candle, Mm -hmm. but mine was huge, it was, like, I'm showing you, but y'all can't see, but it was big, a couple inches, yeah, Mm -hmm. and then after a while, like, and then I blew it out at the end of the day, so it probably burned a good... 10 hours mm-hmm. and it was already halfway through oh wow and i you know i didn't blow it out you're not i don't think you're supposed to blow candles out you're supposed to like do the thing i don't know you can do different stuff yeah, yeah but i just kind of made a makeshift one from foil <laughs> yeah, <laughs> works. that worked yeah yeah as long as you like drown it of oxygen then it goes out and then the next day i lit it and once again, the, like, flame was huge. I could see, even though I couldn't see the wax anymore because it, it was all the way down, mm-hmm. the flame was reaching above oh, man. the jar. And then, I guess it got, once it got to the bottom, it was, it was like a flame. Not a flame, but, like, a little fire. That's Like, it scary. was burning everything. inside. And I just kind of let it go. I was like, oh, okay, like, it'll eventually go out. It has to go out eventually. Yeah. It kept going. And then Gabriel came, because he was working upstairs, and he came down and he freaked out. He's like, oh, my God, your candle, your candle. Oh and, like, God. ran over to it and tried blowing it out. And I'm like, no, oh, you can't do that. And it got bigger. And then he's like, holy shit. And then, like, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, because it was, after he, the way he reacted, I was like, okay, it's actually, like, on fire. And I did, like, record it, and then it went away. Like, I deleted it or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I ended up not saving it because it was massive. I was going to show it to you and show it to uh, my friend Leslie and then he put water on it, and it got bigger. No. It got really big, and then just went out.
0: Hmm, that's it crazy. Went, yeah, it
1: was insane. It was like, okay, because, like, here's... The candle was, like, this big, and the flame was, like, this big. Holy and shit. And it just
0: went up, and then out. Jeez. So yeah, bigger than so a white claw can. Bigger
1: than a white claw can. <laughs> that is yeah. insane. And... Uh, <laughs> like are you trying to burn the house down i was like uh no just trying to you know rid rid my space of negative energy jeez <laughs> and yeah it was insane and i don't even know where i was going from there but yeah, well we, we took it we i mean we extinguished it <laughs>
0: so. i should have bought you a fire hydrant for <laughs> I mean, christmas
1: yes, i mean i have one but <laughs> But, yeah, so that was my experience. Well, depending
0: on how you look at it, you got rid of a lot of negativity. <laughs> so.
1: The candle's like, you know what, I'm just going to burn this whole bitch Oh, well, let me down. help you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to start over. Jeez, man. I have another candle, but I'm a little nervous to burn
0: it now. You need a safe space for your candle.
1: And I do. Like, it's on, I don't know if you, it's kind of like an altar-looking thing. hmm Do you remember seeing it at my house? It's like that red kind of I don't even know what to describe it as it looks like a vanity Mm, yes 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 yeah and that's kind of where I put my candles and uh kind of yeah I kind of treat it as a little um, candle spot yeah as an altar I kind of treat it as that like I put like all my stones and things there gotcha gotcha yeah
0: well I think the candle was doing its job maybe a little too well
1: (laughs) yeah I think so so if you get the candle just make sure you put it in a safe space with Maybe a tin foil or like a pan underneath or yeah. something that you can easily grab in. Because Gabriel was trying to take the candle outside
0: and he couldn't touch it. Oh, it was so hot. Yeah,
1: it was so hot. I mean, yeah, it was like a little ball of fire. Yeah. It was terrifying.
0: Yeah. So be careful. And maybe have a little fire sting- extinguisher. <laughs> a
1: cup of water or something.
0: You know? Oh, man. Well, that brings me to, since you mentioned being lightheaded, um, <laughs> 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 let's talk about what happened with me. Yes, please do. Okay, so this is, I don't even know what you would call this. My dogs being assholes. Um, So Chewy has normally, like, recently, well, not recently, it's been a couple months now that he's just been psycho every time he sees Kuma. So um, Chewy's my little Yorkie, Kuma's my chow. So we've been keeping him separated because anytime Chewy sees Kuma now, he just goes into, like, hyper, like, aggressive, I want to attack, like, and Chewy's, like, a 16-pound Yorkie, Kuma's, like, (laughs) 75 pounds. Like there's no competition there, and, um, what happened, we, I was texting someone, and Matt went to go take a shower, and for some reason, he thought Chewie was in his kennel, and he left the door open, and Chewie was in his kennel, and he lunged straight for Kuma, just ran, like, from two rooms across to go to Kuma, and they got into, like, an instant fight, ever, the dogs were fine, you know, i kuma had him like in his mouth that it was all hair mm-hmm. so he didn't even like bite chewy chewy didn't get any bite marks the dogs were fine me on the other hand <laughs> i like it went in freak out mode matt was in the shower so i started like yelling i had kuma poor kuma in like a choke hold <laughs> so that he wouldn't shake chewy and kuma's like gagging because like i have such a tight grip on him and matt comes running naked out of the shower like grabs chewy we separate them and kuma goes to like re-grip on chewy and just clamps right on my fucking arm and I was like I felt the pressure of it and it was just I didn't feel any pain so I'm like okay he bit me but it was just like the last thought in the back of my mind there was no pain no nothing um, so I still have Kuma in like a choke hold Matt goes <laughs> poor Kuma <laughs> um, che- Matt goes to go through Chewy in the bathroom um, and Matt was like holy shit are you okay are you okay and I'm like what are you talking about like what and I look at my arm it's just red and I was like holy shit. And like instant, like panic attack. Like if I had not seen the red, I would have been completely fine. So Matt's like, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm bleeding all over the kitchen floor. I still have Kuma in my arms and I'm like, grab him, like grab him. I can't, you know? So Matt throws Kuma outside. We get blood all over the, <laughs> the door. There's a huge puddle underneath me. Um, So we go running to the bathroom and there's just, oh my God, there was so much blood. And, um, it, luckily it wasn't bad. It was just like a, a puncture and he released. Mm-hmm. So if I would have pulled my arm or if he would have shook, like it would have been awful. Oh um,
1: God. yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, I ran water through it. We cleaned it out. Um, still didn't feel any pain. And then I noticed I had like a bunch of fat sticking out of my heart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so painful.
0: And I, I didn't feel any of it. Um, I was more like panic attack and like adrenaline so there was like no pain associated with it till like after um but man i almost passed out like the, i lost so much blood i was oh so gosh. lightheaded like
1: yeah that video that you sent me there was blood everywhere yeah. and you just talked about it so nonchalantly so
0: yeah no it was like chaotic in the moment it was it all happened within like 10 seconds honestly um no you're fine (laughs) and then after that um we called urgent care and they're like yeah so this happened at like 11 they're like we can't see you till like 3 30. so Mm -hmm. i we went out to lunch with uh, like we wrapped up my arm and i sat there with like fat coming out of my arm for like three hours um i didn't need any stitches because it's a puncture Mm -mm. but they did have to cut the fat off and the nurse was like i'm sorry he wants me to cut it off they didn't numb it or anything they just sliced it and i almost Ah. passed out again (laughs) (laughs) and then they had to scrub it out that was even worse and they ended up pulling more fat out of my arm jesus yeah and he's like oh do you want me to trim it more i'm like don't touch it just put a fucking band-aid on it i'm going home um but yeah
1: Yeah, man. What is it with us and injuries lately? I
0: don't know. You fucked up your knee.
1: Yeah. So with my knee, though, thankfully, I had had a few beers. So I think that really helped. And Gabriel, Gabriel drove me home. So like we, I had, you know, had enough to drink. But whenever, but that didn't induce the fall.
0: (laughs) Your (laughs) big ass heels did. My
1: big boots did. And yeah, when I fell or like whenever he was cleaning it up at home, like I don't remember feeling Mm -hmm. a lot. I was like i don't know if i was just like in shock or get or not even shocked but just like meh whatever like he was doing whatever he needed to do he's like does this not hurt and i was like no not really Mm -hmm. and then the next day when he cleaned it up again i was like okay it hurts like now i feel like yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah, no yeah adrenaline and alcohol good you're good
1: Yeah. honestly the best way to unfortunately the best way to get an injury because you really i mean you really don't feel a lot yeah and so my dog Hildy would always get in a fight with my friend Mallory's dog Mm -hmm. and when they fought I I it's scary it is terrifying yeah one time they drew blood and I was like I whenever they would fight around me I wouldn't know what to do I remember getting a broom trying to like pry them like apart with a broom like that's gonna fucking help you're supposed to
0: wheelbarrow them so you grab if so if one dog is standing on all fours you pick up their back legs and you pick them up like a wheelbarrow and it freaks them out for a second <laughs> that they're like what the fuck is going on where is my back end being lifted and they release um but in that instant of kuma and chewy the weight difference and if kuma shook like that would have been it like i panicked and was just like chokehold. like yeah.
1: yeah yeah i guess if there's a difference in the size of the dog that mm-hmm. might be different mm-hmm. yeah because hildy is i mean you saw a picture of hildy and this is basically my friend's dog <laughs> like that's why i took the sticker because it looks just like her dog favorite yeah. who is the sweetest dog like it's just around i have is just i don't know i guess dominant like yeah
0: dominant well like female. chewy he loves johansson the dog we're fostering he loves smudge kuma he just like freaks out like little satanic Cujo. i don't know what the hell is wrong with him so so strange yeah who knows dogs i don't understand dogs <laughs>
1: Cats too. Cats are weird. So like last night I thought I was getting my house broken into or something. Because mm-hmm. Gabriel was gone. He was working on his um working on his business and at someone's house and it was like eleven o'clock and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go to sleep and it sounded like the bathroom um like fan or vent came on. Mm-hmm. And then it turned off. Like, it sounded like there was a noise. And I was like, okay, well, maybe... It sounded like there was a noise. There was a noise. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe that was just the heater or something. And it just sounded like the the bathroom. And Salem, or Cat has been super clingy lately. Mm-hmm. Like, obnoxiously clingy. And... Like, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, Gabriel like, that's how she is if Gabriel's home. Like, Mm -hmm. when I left, she was literally on top of his chest while he was at the desk sitting up. Like, (laughs) she would not leave, she does not leave him alone. Well, I guess since I was in bed, she was all lonely. Well, she, like, I guess ran and charged at the door. the fuck? And, like, shook it. And I was like, it scared the hell out of me, because I was about to fall asleep, and then I hear, boom, and it's the door. And then the cat, like, reaches under with her paws and, like, shaking the door. I'm like... (laughs) What the fuck like leave me alone mm, <laughs> but yeah gosh. she's a little weirdo but oh how she's cute just stage five clinger
0: <laughs> at least it's not a ghost shaking your shit
1: that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: which there's no new uh updates on that okay so. i was gonna ask you yeah no although kumo was staring in my bedroom like doing the head tilt again but <sighs> i think i had the blinds open so i think he was just looking outside
1: it's when they're like low key like low growling that's the worst
0: yeah he was like hunched down like you know how cats and he was just tilting his head and looking i'm like what Mm -hmm. are you doing and he looked at me and he looked back outside and then he just went to go lay down so i think it was just because the window was open but i was like i'm gonna watch you Mm -hmm. because i don't know (laughs) yeah because i feel
1: like with animals they're a good indicator there's a room in my dad's house i call it the ghost room because that's Mm -hmm. like the first time i saw something like the only time i have ever seen anything because mm-hmm. based on my test my results are i'm not very good at seeing ghosts but you can but, see them but i've seen them before in in my dad's like in our spare bedroom at my dad's house um we used to sleep in there when we'd visit because my room isn't my room anymore <laughs> that's another story <laughs> but <laughs> i was sleeping there by myself a few months ago and uh, hercules and Hildy were like low growling but like in the corner like Mm -hmm. they were staring they were sitting up and like slow growling in a dark corner because like there's a window oops there's a window kind of like where my head is like on the bed Mm -hmm. and then at the foot of my bed and then like the corner to the left they were just staring at like the darkest corner like giving chills and that's where i saw like the the shadow figure, it moved from that corner to, like, across. Mm-hmm. So, and they just did that. And I just remember closing my eyes and, like, just turning towards the wall and thinking, like, just don't touch me. <laughs> like, you can you can chill, you can hang out, do whatever you want, just don't fucking
0: touch me. Not in my bubble.
1: I will freak out. <laughs> oh, man. But,
0: yeah. Animals. Oh, that's creepy. I don't like shadow figures, man.
1: Mm, I don't know. I don't, like, because I've never seen, like, a person – so, I don't know which one I'd prefer. Like the ambiguity of just a shadow or like actually seeing a figure. Because the house next door to mine, the house next door to mine, my cousins live there. Like the Castros, we own like the whole block. It's, on. Cause <laughs> it's my dad, his cousin, and then his cousin's parents. Mm-hmm. So it's like all half Castros. <laughs> but in that house, my little, or my cousin had told me that, or my dad's cousin had told me that their daughter had seen somebody in the house like when she was really little <sighs> she like mentioned like oh like there's a man in the house mm-hmm. and and she would see and they, they could see somebody like walk through and then they had somebody cleaning their house one time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she left without cleaning the
0: house and they're she like out? what the
1: hell and she's like well that man was there and chased me out oh yeah and they're like what are you talking about and she described it and they're like okay that's the same person that our daughter's been seeing so and then she described their daughter described well my little cousin described uh the figure to them or the person to them and it sounded familiar so my dad's cousin pulled out like the yearbook from when he was in school or something Mm -hmm. and flipped through and said, "Like, is this the guy you've been seeing?" And she's like, "Yeah." Oh man! So it was somebody who used to live there, Ugh. who had died like at a really young age. Who's still there? That's crazy. Yeah, and like that window sees right across into the house of their, like, right into like their window. Mm. So I'm always like, "Okay, well, maybe it's you know, because it's only that room." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Maybe it's that, like, that's the reason." Yeah, yeah. Like that that room always colder, or weird, or you know. Off. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, He seems like a nice ghost. Like, other than chasing like the person who's cleaning their house away,
0: he must not have liked her. No negative energy.
1: Yeah, I think they were a little like unsure about her cleaning. Mm. Also, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think just shadow figures because you don't know what it is, who it is. At least if it's a person, it's like okay, like you're a man, you're a woman, you're older, you're younger. Yeah. You have a baseline. The
1: shadow could be something negative. Yeah.
0: Yeah so who knows yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyways are you ready to get into i am did you want to go first or do you want me to get first um is yours like a story story or Mm, it involves kind of a story like a personal experience at the end okay
1: well so so does mine so i'll I'll go first
0: okay all right
1: okay so i did something a little different this week it's not an actual story because i was gonna start the story I wanted to do was like kind of brought up a lot of questions. So the first thing I did was Google uh, Latin American cults. Cuz I'm like I haven't done a cult oh, yet. Oh shit. Mm. And I want to do something that people haven't heard before. You know cuz what are some typical cults that come to mind? If I if I say the word cult, what do you normally Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. <laughs> Actually, it was what was it? It wasn't Kool-Aid, it was Jamestown. No, No. (laughs) the drink, the drink was, it was like the cheap brand of Kool-Aid.
0: Oh, Oh, what the fuck is it called? I was going to say Splenda, but that's a sweetener.
1: It was like flavor, I don't even know, but it wasn't Kool-Aid. Anyways, anyways, that's just like a nerdy thing to correct people on. (laughs) Um, But okay, so Jamestown, you think of? Mm
0: -hmm. I think of, um, there was one call where they murdered a bunch of people in a room like they stabbed everyone to death.
1: Are you thinking of where they killed. No, no, no. I don't think
0: I. There was like a secret hidden room.
1: <gasps> oh, I know. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. I think I heard have that like, on. They were robed in and... Yes. Yeah.
0: I think that was from my favorite murder. Yes, yes. My favorite
1: murder. I remember on my way back from New Orleans, I listened to that one that yeah. episode. I forgot what it's called. But okay, so we have that one. Any other cults? Scientology.
0: <laughs> yes, I do believe that's a cult. Um, yeah, no, I think, I know there's more, I was brain farting right now, but those are like my main three Okay. Yeah. Your, air quotes on the three. last one, yeah.
1: So when I think of quotes, you know, I automatically gravitate to like Jonestown. I think of, um, the, uh, FLDS. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because where I'm from, uh, 15 miles away, that's when that whole, when they, um busted the colt. they mm. that's where they found the compound so when i was younger i remember we would always drive okay so here's sonora and then san angelo is the closest place mm-hmm. the cl- closest thing to civilization we have like we had to drive an hour to go to walmart mm-hmm. so on the way to san angelo you would pass el dorado and el dorado is where they had this massive compound oh shit of like child brides and <sighs> um like sister wives and polygon like polygamist yeah and i remember like, i guess i was in fifth grade me and my friend convinced her parents on our way to san angelo to drive no up to the gate because you couldn't go any further yeah like you couldn't really see anything so you would drive up to the fence i remember us like driving and then walking out to the fence and then running back <laughs> like we just got this weird feeling we're like ah damn and we ran back and so, yeah, it got busted, and I remember that week, I didn't see my dad. Like, my grandma had to take care of us, because my dad was working the... So, yeah, they busted the compound, and that whole week, and that this, is, this isn't this is the story, but this is kind of, like, my entryway to Colts, mm-hmm. and uh, my experience with that. Yeah, my dad was gone that whole week, because it was a huge thing, like, Oprah came down even, like, oh, shit. the news was all over our like the little town next to us and in San Angelo and I remember one night my dad came home and he's like turn on the news turn on the news like I'm on tv I'm on Aww. tv and we're watching and we're watching and we see so like whenever for you, those of you who don't know what I'm talking about like it was a community that still lived back like they were in the 1800s like they didn't have electricity they didn't like use cell phones or tvs and they dressed like you know kind of like pilgrims in a way with a so long skirt so kind skirts of like um and, uh the Amish yes very Amish like and so we're watching the news and you just see all these little girls these young (sighs) kids like walk out of this bus and he's like there I am we're like where are you he's like my boots my boots are right there (laughs) (laughs) Like they like cut him off it's like it was like Monsters Inc you (laughs) Mike Wazowski's like oh my god they're like oh I'm so sorry Boo Bear he's like I'm on tv you know like he's all excited that's so fucking cute but yeah it was just like that moment but but i just remember being so intrigued and then yeah so i'm gonna have to do a whole deep dive on that Mm -hmm. like that's coming up in 2020 just because there's so much that went on and it just felt like we were in the middle of it so that was my first run in with like the like my first introduction to the idea of what a cult is yeah um that and i think of Um, Ooh, the children of god Mm -hmm. have you heard the last podcast on that
0: i've heard them mention it and then they started talking about like what it involves and i'm like i'm gonna wait no
1: that podcast was the or that episode was like one of the only episodes that made me just cry at the end because it was so devastating so i would definitely recommend i think that's a multiple part one but super good and all right so what do all these cults have in common what do you
0: think they have in common uh, a crazy leader that I'm sure starves everybody and kind of deprives them of things and annihilate... Not annihilate. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> um, destroys everything. Kind of like I separates this them and... I, yeah, like isolation. isolates these people. That's what the word I was looking for.
1: Okay, yeah, you're right. So when I started Googling Latin American cults, I really didn't find a lot. But they did give me... Um, like ex- Or they did... Ugh, I cannot talk right now. Google gave me cults, but it started questioning, I started questioning, like, if these Latin American cults were actually cult, uh, mm-hmm. cults. So I wanted to kind of discuss what a cult is and okay. what qualifies as a cult. Because a lot of these stories, like, for example, like Santa Morte, like, I really want to do, like, that. that's coming up, too. Like, I want to mm-hmm. do, like, a whole deep dive on that. And people keep saying, like, it's a cult, it's a cult.
0: But is it? Uh Uh-oh, are we gonna dabble our toes in religion in the cult? (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. So the origin of the
1: word word cult is Latin, of course, and it means to cultivate. Mm. So whenever you mention religion, that's exactly kind of the realm that it's diving into. Because if you cultivate a movement, you know, to cultivate is to work on, to, to allow to grow. So if you do that with an idea, you get a religion yeah right like if you cultivate an idea and a group of following you get a religion they start normally. believing in
0: like a main item or a person or
1: exactly yeah so what's so to me it's like what's the difference between uh following santa or like worshiping santa muerte or following you know like a, a different god hmm And that's kind of, like, why I wanted to do this was to define what a cult is instead Mm -hmm. of, like, going around loosely calling everything cult. Um, Yeah, it's easy to label anything as a cult, especially if it's new. So Mm -hmm. that's what I feel like a lot of Latin American followings that aren't mainstream are labeled as cults because they're new and they're not mainstream. Um, So a lot of new movements have been using the phrase new religious movement or NRM. Ooh. Yeah, so because there's quite a few that I stumbled upon, which I'll kind of talk about later, but they would use the term um, non ooh, new religious movement in RM. So, the cult formation, written in 1980s by psychiatrist Robert J. Lefton, shares the most common features of a cult. So, number one is what you mentioned a charismatic leader a charismatic leader who increasingly becomes an object of worship as the general principle that may have originally sustained the groups of the group. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Who sustains the group. This is a living, this is key. This is a living leader Mm. who has no meaningful accountability and becomes a single most defining element of the group and its source of power and authority. So with, uh, like the first episode, when, we talked about uh, Malverde, and people had called that a, a cult. Well, he's not living. So he doesn't count a not a single leader, but a lot of articles I read kept calling it a cult mm-hmm. because it wasn't mainstream, and they weren't worshiping God per se. Um, number two, uh, the process or a process of indoctrination, uh, co- coercive persuasion or thought reform. So, yeah, and one thing I'm really interested in, like, the, the persuasion of it all. Like, mm-hmm. how can this large group of people like Jonestown for example do this radical act of self-suicide like like a mass suicide well a lot of
0: them didn't want to do it a lot of them were backing out and he was forcing other members to make them drink it
1: do it but yeah Yeah. that's like the extreme but even Mm -hmm. but even just like the act of following a certain type of mentality which sounds crazy which to normal people like outside looking in would be like or is typically like what the fuck yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing uh, and then number three economic sexual and other exploitation of group members by the leader and the ruling uh ruling class like the ruling group so number three it's what would separate like a religious movement would be like the exploitation because mm-hmm. a religious movement can have a certain leader, even though it's kind of culty. <laughs> um, yeah, they could have certain like ideologies that might not align with the mainstream. But to me, whenever you're giving money away, like the Moonies, for example, mm-hmm. like they would, they would um, kind of make their people like give them their income. Yeah. So whenever you're giving up something like your your money, even like your your free will of of sex, like being able to consent, like Nexium. I was just yeah, gonna mention NXIVM, them. It uh, was kind of like a sex cult, and there's you know tons of podcasts that just focus on Nexium because it's bunkers. Um, but oh, the children of God also huge <laughs> sex cults. So if you're giving up your your will or your like your word, then that definitely falls into a cult also. Um, blah, 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 blah. Some groups that were once seen as cults, quote unquote, have historically evolved to become generally regarded as religious. Power devolved from a single leader to a broader church government, and such groups ceased to be seen as personally driven and defined by a single individual. Like for example, like we were talking about religious religions earlier. So the Seventh-day Adventists, once led by Ellen White or the Mormons, uh, founded by Joseph Smith, which if you do listen the last podcast, they do like what five episodes, yeah. on Mormonism. And if you look at the basis of Mormonism, it does kind of sound a little cool to you. it's a little
0: crazy that, uh, <laughs> a golden lizard or salamander or whatever it is.
1: Are there, isn't there like aliens involved? like a I don't book. even I don't even know. and if you're a Mormon, like please educate us if we sound crazy, but I'm not very I'm not hating on the Mormon just... on y'all I'm just saying it's. that's an example of how a group of people have evolved to become like they're uh, the outside looking in could see them or perceive them as cults and they have evolved to become a religion. Um, But yeah, according. So there's also one of my sources that I used was um, explained on Netflix. There's a great 30 minute little um, short on uh, the show explaining what a cult is. Um, So it really boils down to the three like three points, which I just mentioned, which is charismatic leader group, a group that has an indoctrination program, like program slash brainwash and exploitation. Like those are the main three, three areas. So then I started looking at too, like, how do you know if you're in a cult? Like, Mm -hmm. what if you find this really cool hip group and like, like, oh, everything seems great, but it's a little off. I I Googled that also. And I found that, the founder of the International House of Prayer, which is also known as IHOP, that <laughs> has nothing to do with the restaurant, Mike Bickle created a list of seven ways to recognize if you're in a cult or or a religious community, which I thought was strange. Like so you're kind of merging the two. Mm-hmm. But looking into IHOP more, they are questioned as a cult. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, discredited. I am not like <laughs> getting <laughs> advice from you. So I jumped to cult, the Cult Education Institute.
0: Did you compare the two lists? I did, and okay.
1: they are pretty similar, um, except when it comes to, and I'll kind of like go down okay. the line. So what Mike Bickle said was a seven um, seven ways to recognize if you're in a cult is one opposing critical thinking. So like if the cult opposes any kind of creativity questioning of which that kind of oops oh, <laughs> that kind of made me think of my experience with Catholicism because I remember I'd always question things and they're like it's just just stop like just, yeah shut it up. is the way it mm-hmm. is like you can't question it um even though it's you
0: know. anyways yeah <laughs> Don't I do want to get in
1: there I got in trouble
0: for questioning a lot of stuff
1: I like legit got taken out of like Or, like, the CCE after, because I skipped. And, yeah, I just didn't want to. Anyways, I didn't learn very much. Um, So, I really didn't. They didn't teach us anything. So, opposing critical thinking, um, isolating members, and penalizing them for leaving. So, that's number two. Three, emphasizing special doctrines outside of scripture. So... Yeah, it's like who scripture? What scripture? Like, what do you mean by that? Four seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leaders, which yeah. Five dishonoring the family unit, and then like okay, elaborate. Like, what does that mean by that? Because uh, then that kind of gets into like what the group considers a family unit, mm-hmm. and if you are, if, if you're like aiming for, if you don't want like the typical like father mother child unit then are you seen as like challenging challenging your group so are you gonna be isolated or
0: you know you you get what i'm trying to say i think maybe it's like okay if this cult is against cheating and you cheat like that's that or if they're against you having a single partner and you refuse to stray from your single partner i think is kind of is what i'm kind of picking up from that like just the defiance of what their the cult specific structure is
1: yeah so this is but this is a list of seven ways to recognize if you are in a oh, cult. okay okay so to me it seemed like uh dishonoring the family unit like if they want you to have like group sex or something mm. you know and then that kind of dissolves into or like crosses over number six which is crossing biblical boundaries of behavior like sexual purity and personal ownership mm. so like to me those two kind of relate And Mike Bickle is saying, like, if you are doing any kind of these acts in this group, then you might be in a cult.
0: Mm.
1: Or you might just be at a fun sex party. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) and maybe you're a
0: swinger. I mean, hey.
1: (laughs) But to him, he's like, you're in a cult. And then seven, separation from the church. So if you're not in the church, like, you're probably in a cult. Hmm. So according to Mr. Mike, like, I'm in a cult because I don't. Anyways, so the (laughs) Cold Education Institute by Rick Ross, and every time I hear like I read his name, I think of (laughs) (laughs) like I'd say that at the end, and it drives me crazy. But uh, he's the expert consultant and intervention specialist, and he created ten warning signs of a potentially unsafe group slash leader. So if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably pick you know this like set of lists. Or this list to kind of see if I'm in a cult. Okay. So, number one, absolute authoritarianism without meaningful accountability. Mm -hmm. Two, no tolerance for question or critical inquiry, which is eh, kind of the same um, as Mike's. Three, no meaningful financial disclosure regarding budget expenses such as an independently audited financial statement. Which that's super important because a lot of these cult leaders, like Jim Jones, like, they would use that money and spend it on themselves, mm-hmm. leaving their followers with nothing. Yeah. Thus creating them, like, creating an end up de- like, a dependency on that leader. Four. Unreasonable fear about the outside world, such as impending catastrophe, evil conspiracies, and persecutions. So, a lot of these cults also, kind of the ones, oh, the one with the aliens. Jim Jones, right? They had something with aliens too, right? No, I think it was more like they they found us out like we all have to die together kind of i, I could have sworn there was it's, something
0: with aliens there's
1: one oh, what is it called i'm pretty sure if you're listening to this you're like i don't have my phone you know the word i hate when i'm listening to a podcast and they don't know and i'm like shouting the word it's um i know that guy he's he's so weird like heaven's gate heaven's gate heaven's gate oh i can't believe i forgot that but yeah no heaven's gate like they thought like they were all gonna die and they thought like once they died like a ship was gonna come and take yes that's right that's right place yeah so that's the one
0: it's funny because when i pull it up right underneath it it goes list of ufo religions (laughs) oh okay that's something we can look at in the future too ufo religions yep all right
1: so outside world oh yeah and it's like the doomsday people like the Mm -hmm. doomsday ideas like the world is gonna end and the well, I put a little pin on that because we'll come back to that later and then five there is no oh there's no legitimate reason to leave former followers are always wrong in leaving negative or even evil uh number six former members often relate to the same stories of abuse and reflect a similar pattern of grievances 7. There are records, books, news articles or television programs that document the abuses mm. of the group or leader. 8. Followers feel they can never be good enough. 9. The group leader is always right. And then finally 10. The group leader is exclusive. Is the exclusive means of knowing truth or receiving validation. No other process of discovery is really acceptable or credible. Oh, uh, and <laughs> as I'm reading this, I I don't know Okay, I was thinking, I was reading Seven about, like, the recorded records of abuse, and I was like, oh my god, I just heard about this one case, and I was like, no, it's a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching You, but I'm not done yet with season two, and people keep spoiling it for me. That sucks. So if you're that person, I mean, it hasn't even been out for a week, and if you're that person, then
0: your mom is a hoe. (laughs) Like, it makes me so mad. It's okay, we had someone spoil Mandalorian for us, so. Yeah. Yeah people anyways actually Um, two people you know who you are
1: (laughs) are they listeners
0: i don't know you know who you are
1: (laughs) so the process of leaving a cult so when people finally realize the 10 signs i just read there's a process to that also the process is you learn of the infallible leader like you learn that Maybe he's not as great as he says he is. And one of those realizations is if they're the type of cult that reinforces kind of like a doomsday and it's like, oh, the end of the world is happening and then the date comes around nothing happens. It's like, oh well God told me it's happening. This we Sunday changed day. it. Yeah. And then it's like, okay. Like and then kind of like the the blinders are pulled away and the curtain is you know turned and you're like okay this guy is just a fucking guy yeah um number two like a moral guide like you begin to question like the morals of the group and then you kind of see like starting to see like it as an outsider and then constructive reality cracks so like number three would be if you're if you just so happen to leave for a while or go somewhere and then you have that break of outside looking in and you're like Okay, so everything I
0: knew is starting to crumble because none of this is actually true. That would be such a mind fuck. Like, <sighs> yeah. Growing up in a cult and then you go to college or something and it's like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, and with the um the FLDS, I was talking about like in Eldredo. So one of the things that happens, I think it's called like the they call them they have a certain name for the group of boys. So of course, if you have a if you're a male in that society, then you're competing with other males for a wife. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these the older men would take like the younger men and just leave them. That's out in the up. middle of nowhere, so like they have this idea of what the world is, and then they're actually left in the real world, and they don't know how to function. <sighs> Not that they don't know how to function, but they don't know what things are. Yeah, and because that's a, kind of like an extreme, because they are completely isolated from the rest of the world, but. I, oh, over the Christmas break, another reason I wanted to do this was I was watching that A&E show about cults, mm-hmm. of course, at my dad's house like <laughs> on Christmas, so, like the day before Christmas. And um, yeah, it's like a group of people talking about their experiences and how they kind of functioned outside yeah. of the cult and when they started realizing that things weren't right. Um, yeah, so... I have personally not read about cults in the media in a while, other than NXIVM. the one in El Dorado and mm-hmm. um, But, you know, there was this time with, like, Waco, and um, Jim Jones wasn't too far, like, away from that. Like, I felt like it was happening, like, every five years, maybe. Or it was pretty prevalent. Like, people were wary of that. Um, because typically, shifts in society cause, like, a breeding ground for potential groupthink. So if something's happening... Um, if something's happening in the world like the Cold War for example if there's a lot of fear going on then people want to gravitate towards each other Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of feel like now like the time period we're we're in right now would be like the perfect time for you know groups to start so do you think that's happening right now or can you think of like any opportunities that you can see cults starting to gather
0: uh well um I'm going to get a little controversial but uh Trumpy's followers are kind of culty. <laughs> um, um but no I think a lot of if there are cults right now they're being overshadowed by shooters. I think school shooters are what's like trumping any other mm-hmm. possible potential cults.
1: Yeah, so cuz they're
0: everywhere, you know.
1: And that is perfect. Like you're hitting the nail on the head with the next thing I'm going to talk about because right now like there's kind of an epidemic and explain really goes into detail on this as a society like in the world in general people are becoming more and more lonely Mm -hmm. like it, it to some countries it's even an epidemic of how lonely people are because i mean we have social media and we're not like we're constantly on like our phones and our tablets and our computers and society's like leaning away from gathering in groups Mm -hmm. it could be church groups it could just be like groups in general like i mean at the end of the day we're animals and we're we're the type that need to be in groups but we're not anymore so people to become less lonely they find groups online Mm -hmm. so right now um they like there's an online radicalization that might be replacing the idea of cults which I mean, there's not a lot to say for it right now because we're kind of in the middle of it, but, like, for example, like, subreddits, I think, Mm -hmm. like, you all have a common interest and, not saying that those are dangerous, but if you have a certain dangerous idea and you're kind of like an echo chamber, like, for for racists, for example, like, on 4chan, like, with those shooters, like, they did give an example of one of the shooters how the one were in New Zealand when they went to shoot up the mosque mm-hmm. where they had planned it they had mentioned it on a group channel and the supporters like the people in the chat were supporting the idea saying you know like good luck like go get them you know <laughs> you're kind of like in this in this group think and you have the same radical ideas as somebody but the online like the online source is kind of replacing the group leader now you kind of are and like for example I think it was like for Chan, they were like kind of using that as their leader, even mm-hmm. though it's not an actual person, it's not an actual like human. But Chan
0: has a lot of toxic people. Oh and my god, I don't touch 4 Chan at yes. all. yeah, no,
1: no, no. Like I just hear nothing but negativity from there. Like negative, oh god. But yeah, so um, <laughs> then there was this time I serious seriously thought someone was trying to recruit me for a cult. <laughs> oh jeez. But that just turned out to be an MLM. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i kind of think mlm's and if you don't know what an mlm is it's a multi-level marketing company where oh,
0: check your facebook for those
1: <laughs> yeah i <it's> see your um <laughs> that chick- you
0: got some friends i'm sure that
1: you knew in high school that's like hey you ready to build your own business and work from home you just have to give me $500 first.
0: Uh, check out my unique makeup. You can get a starter kit for $250. i am not hating on everybody. I'm just... I see them <laughs> I, all over. You I do your know. thing. Go for it. But
1: but, I, but this one was weird, though, because typically with, with MLMs, you know the product you're selling. <laughs> like, you know it's makeup. You know it's... Leggings. Yeah, any of that. But with this one, I was at... Um, I was at work, I remember. I was just trying to, like, recruit people, and... This lady started talking to me, and I mean, she was really nice, and we were having a great conversation, and um, she's like, oh, like, here's my number. We should get coffee sometime, and I was like, okay, like, she's saying, like, because she's like, oh, I own my own business, and I'd love to learn more about, like, what you want to do and what your goals are. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, why not? I'm meeting a nice friend, like. Yeah, but then later I started thinking about it, and I was texting her i was like so what is it like you do exactly and she like would not tell me mm. and is just being very sketchy and she's like we're looking for like motive or she's like i talked to my i talked to my group and we would like to meet and we, like maybe we can all chat on um like, I'll chat on Skype or something, and then... That sounds scammy. It was. It was really weird, and I just got, uh yeah, after that, I was like, mm, I got a really bad vibe, and she's like, alright, well, meet me here, like, or we can meet at Starbucks, let's, let's meet tomorrow, blah, 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 at this time, and I was like, well, i like to be prepared, so if you could tell me what it is exactly, so I can, like, do my research and come with questions, and she's like, no, that's really not how we work, like, oh. yeah, and she's like, we're just looking for ambitious people who are easy, easy to teach, and... If we think that we're a good fit for each other, then I'll give you some reading material after that. And I Googled everything, and sure enough, it was, like, an MLM, and, like, you have to pay $400 into it, like, each month. And I was like, oh, no. And I was like, you know what? After some thought, like, I really don't think I'm the type of person y'all are looking for. And then she got really aggressive. Yeah, She was like, how can you question something or not agree with something you don't even know about? And she was, yeah, she got, like, mad about it. What and a was like Okay, thanks for your time. I just didn't respond. Yeah. And it was just super weird. But I do kind of think some MLMs are <laughs> good Because yeah. you do have the CEO who's, like... <laughs> <laughs> kind of brainwashing these people and it's like a group and you give your money like you kind mm-hmm. of you know it kind of goes down and checks all the boxes <laughs> yeah
0: well i mean even with uh lularoe the liking company there was a murder within the company what yes i saw a whole vice documentary and they did not talk about murder yeah uh, maybe i'll fill you in yes one day. Yeah. yes please um, do but yeah no you Crazy. have to be careful with that stuff because I mean, and people, like, Herbalife, there's a documentary, people would spend thousands and thousands and thousands of money, and they got, like, 20 bucks back, like, and their garage was full of, like, wasted inventory. Yeah, and and
1: they target, they do, they are known to target, like, Hispanics. Yes. Primarily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But there's a good Herbalife documentary on it, I just don't remember what it's called. Hmm. Um, TCO, True Crime Obsessed, does cover it. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, um... Oh, John (laughs) Oliver. (laughs) He has a thing on it. Alright, so, I mean, that's really all I had for y'all today. I just wanted to talk to, give a baseline of what cults are. I was going to ask, do you think, like, Satanism is a cult?
0: Um, I think they're, no. I think they're more of playing on the joke of religion. They don't, Mm -hmm. they're all atheists. Yeah, they're all atheists. They don't actually follow Satan. Um, it's like, they use him as, like, a mascot but they don't truly believe in him. I mean, mm-hmm. there's your crazy occult people who are sacrificing stuff. I, I knew someone who would do stuff like that. Um, I will <laughs> fill you in on that one day. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: like, what? How did you not tell me about um, this? Because I know there's, like, the um Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple and how they're very different. Mm-hmm. And how the... T- satanic temple of uh, this i don't know we'll we'll cover this later yeah, yeah but how there is one that does kind of believe in magic and mm-hmm. things like that and black magic and then the other one is like we're just a bunch of atheists who like to get together yeah. and raise money for charity yeah
0: we are in like a facebook group for the san antonio t-
1: i think it's a satanic temple
0: yes but they're all so nice and oh they my were God, doing I like a, a tampon like collecting tampons for like the homeless shelters and stuff like that and they did a successful drive um so i mean just because they have the satanic label does not mean that yeah they're killing people and doing all this stuff and it's not like
1: the satanic panic which no I'm no so
0: no we, we will we will get into that because we yeah, we talked about doing that too because mm. i bought the satanic bible and i'm like flipping through and i'm like okay this would be a good topic like yeah so we should we'll cover that at one point but i actually want to get someone to interview and i was going to make a post but i wanted to talk to you first oh yes no i would love
1: that we need to go to one of their uh, meetings meetings.
0: their meetings yes
1: i was telling somebody i'm like yeah i'm in this group and they're the most supportive like they're so nice (laughs) yeah it's not yeah because i'm in other groups that are like full of drama fuck yeah like the corpus christi moms (laughs) i use that because i was recruiting (laughs) i need to get out of it but they do post some good things sometimes (laughs) some interesting things
0: i'm in a lot of baby yoda groups right now
1: (gasps) what Um, i'll send you in late yes Yes.
0: (laughs) they're so after i
1: finish it so nobody ruins it for me oh they're just
0: memes with baby yoda there's no spoilers (sighs) and if they are they nest everything so
1: Baby Yoda is the best thing that's happened to me in 2019.
0: And we know his and name I, is the child. I don't give a shit. It's okay. Baby Yoda. And
1: people are like... Or I've said that one time. They're like, well, you also got married. I'm like, no, Baby Yoda. I'm his sorry. His little teeth. Oh. I would, <laughs> I'm not going to do this, but I thought about it. You know have like Gizmo on this leg? Like, I thought about Baby, baby Yoda, Yoda on the other leg. <laughs> but I
0: don't know. <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> Somebody was like, so so what's like the meaning behind that? I'm like... Bitch, I just like He's it. cute. Like, this is my one of my favorite movies. Like, yeah. I'm past the whole, like... It has to have a meaning. It has to have meaning. Mm-hmm. Like, for my knee, I'm like, I'm just going to tell them, well, I fell and got a nasty scar, so now I need something to cover <laughs> yeah. up. I'm telling you, get that bee? <laughs> <laughs> the bee's nice. That actually would be really cute. Anyways, yeah, yeah, like flowers and then a little
0: bee. That'd be cute. Dude, real cute. Genius. Oh, man. So, do you want to do you want to dive into yours or do you want to pause real quick let's pause eat some chick-fil-a um and maybe we should end this episode here and do mine next episode okay because we're at an hour um and mine is gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some chats online too okay so let's let's just end this um thank you guys for listening (laughs) (laughs) i'm as surprised as you are <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next time yeah though. we'll catch you next we time got some to eat. Sorry. yeah toodles we'll see you next week uh you can find us on all our socials at booze podcast that is spelled b-o-o-z podcast and we'll catch you next time thanks see you in 2020 Bye-bye. Bye bye